Hey friends, welcome to the 3x5 Leadership Podcast, where we champion intentional leaders who create significant impacts. In this show, we share simple, practical strategies to help you live, lead, and learn more intentionally. So to learn more about 3x5 Leadership and to explore all of our resources to help you become a more intentional leader, go to our website at 3x5leadership.com. Today, we're going to explore the power of goal setting, and specifically, an important key to unlocking our goal success. And that key, it's simpler than you think. It all comes down to our identities. All right, so let's check it out. Here we go. I'm Josh Bowen. Thanks for being here. I believe the only way we can achieve important and lasting change is to tie our goals and ultimately our habits to our core identities. What do I mean? So in 2015, a woman named Gunhild Swanson, 70 years old from the state of Washington, completed the Western States 100-mile trail race, considered one of the premier and most challenging 100-mile races in the U.S., and I'm an ultra marathon runner myself, albeit maybe a very casual one, I'll say. Uh, but I enjoy following big races like this every year. And I vividly recall following this race just those, those many years ago and being blown away by her accomplishment. So the race starts in Squaw Valley, California, finishes in Auburn. And over that race, you gain 18,000 feet of elevation. And not only that, but the summer temperatures during the race averaged to about 92 degrees Fahrenheit and almost always surpass 100 degrees during the actual race. So Gunheil, at an impressive age of 70 years old, became the oldest woman to finish the race, crossing the finish line six seconds before her 30-hour race cutoff. But as impressive as that accomplishment is, uh, what led her story to really stick with me, still these many years later, is everything behind her accomplishment. Gunheil actually ran her first marathon in 1980, the age of 35, and then she ran her first ultramarathon in 1987. Training for those races and running those marathons uh, was a dominant activity within hers and her husband's marriage, and it consumed a lot of their time together. And it was integral to their individual and also their collective identities. So then, 2015, Gunn set her next racing goal to complete her third Western States 100-mile race. And while impressive, just by itself, this was in fact just another racing goal, the next one in line, not unlike the hundreds of races that she completed before it. And to train for this race, Gunhild reported that she actually ran between 2,500 and 2,600 miles that year, averaging out to well over 50 miles a week. She would run 10 to 12 collective hours over the weekends, not to mention just the routine of having to get up early every single morning to do runs out in the dark mornings or staying out late into the evenings running. I also ran my own 100-mile race that year, um, and I had to train for nine months just to prepare for it. I remember the exhausting weekends, the early mornings, and just the monotony of having to run the same workouts and the miles upon miles week after week. And I can only imagine what kept Gunhild training that year at 70 years old, 35 years into her running career. And during a post-race interview, Gunhild was actually asked, so now that this has happened, this is something you've been working towards for a while. You established a record for women at 70 and older. What do you do now? And her response? She simply said, oh, nothing different. 
Gunhild made it clear in those three simple words, this is who I am, and this is what I do. So she continues to serve as an inspiring example of the power of tying our goals to our identities for me. And in my own goal-setting journey over the last, we'll say, dozen years or so, I've set some goals that I just honestly never came close to accomplishing. Goals like losing weight, getting stronger in the gym, and even playing the guitar. But then over that same time, I accomplished other goals and goals that actually seemed more challenging, like reading my Bible and praying almost every day, running ultra marathons, and maintaining three by five leadership for six years running now. Why? Why the difference in my two sets of goals, being able to accomplish some and not others? Well, I think it's like gun hiled. It really comes down to my identity. We need to set identity-based goals and not merely just outcome-based ones. My goals of losing weight, getting stronger, and playing the guitar, those are goals just not tied to any important identity of mine. But the others though, reading my Bible and praying, is actually tied to my number one identity in life as a follower of Christ. And running ultra marathons, it's my identity as an endurance runner. And three by five, a developer of leaders. And like almost everything in leadership, we need to revert back to Simon Sinek's famous argument, start with why. Why do I need to change? What is my enduring source of, of purpose that gives me meaning to my desired new behaviors? And what is gonna keep us going through the lows, the monotony, and the struggle of lasting habit change to achieve our desired goals? In his book, Atomic Habits, author James Clear offers a really great way to view our identity-based versus our outcome-based goals. He outlined that there are three layers where change can occur. And when we view it like an onion, the outer layer is the outcome-based change. When simply focuses on results, things like losing weight, running a race, winning a competition. Below that, the middle layer is process change, which is concerned with our habits and our systems. So goals at this level can look like maybe a daily reading habit, um, a, re a reflective uh, writing routine or an exercise regimen at the gym, or even habits that work like, I will walk through a different department at the office every day at 10 a.m. to connect with our various teams. And then at the deepest layer, the core of this model is identity-based change. Here we change our beliefs, our worldview, our self-image, judgments, and even our values. So James Clear clarifies saying that outcomes are what we get, processes are what we do, and identity is about who we are and what we believe. When it comes to achieving goals and building supportive habits that last, most of us really initially begin by focusing on what we want to achieve. However, through identity-based goals, we first start by focusing on who we want to become. And if we want to target lasting behavior change and, and results, through our goals, we need to engage that identity-based change. Identities serve as our enduring wellspring of purpose and motivation for our behaviors, even when we don't know it. They separate all of the noise and the urgency of life that doesn't matter from what we view as truly important. And our identities can come from things like our upbringing, our environment, our education, socialization, and our experiences. They drive our behaviors, our beliefs, even our personality sometimes. And identities can manifest as roles or they can manifest as values. So 
How do we get below the superficial surface of outcome-based goals and deep into the lasting and impactful identity-based ones? I see it as three simple steps. First, we need to establish our identities. And for a warning, uh, this step is gonna be a little uncomfortable. Ask, who are you? What defines you? When someone describes you, what do they say? Or what do you want them to say? These are your identities. So start by listing them out. List them out in order of precedence with the first identity as the most important one. And these can be roles that you fill in life like husband, mother, nurse, firefighter, soccer coach, mentor, or maybe volunteer. They can be based on your beliefs, like your spiritual, religious, or faith principles. Uh, they can manifest based on your physical attributes, your cultural norms, or maybe even your ethnicity. Or they can come as values and things that you're committed to, like family, honesty, resiliency, work ethic. So they can look like a lot of different things. But what's important is that they capture you. You, most simply and authentically at your core. So when you try this, see what you can do about getting to 10 identities. You might not reach 10, and that's okay. But uh, see if you can stretch yourself to really fully capture who you are with 10 identities. And like I said, uh, the step's gonna be pretty uncomfortable. And it'll likely take some time and some iteration. Don't try to capture the essence of who you are in just a singular 10-minute brainstorming session. Give it time, give it some repetition. Okay, that's step one. Now, once we have our identities, we move on to step two, which is connecting our goals to our identities. And there are really two ways that we can approach this step. One is setting our goals based on our identities, or the other one is taking a goal and nesting it within one of our identities. So when you create your list of identities, it reveals who you are. But it also reveals what is important to you, and that should serve as a guide to your growth in life. If these identities capture who you are, then what you are doing about it is important. Are you continuing to grow in each of these areas of your life? Use your identities to set the goals for continuous and lifelong growth. So when looking at my identities, uh, like as, as an endurance runner, for example, what am I doing to continue to practice and grow in that relevant area of my life? I could set a goal for an upcoming race, maybe. Um, I can practice a new running technique or work on just focusing on a faster run time at a specific distance. All of these can be different ways that I can continue to develop myself in that particular identity. Or we can identify an outcome-based or a process goal, something that we want to do or achieve. Now, outcome and process goals are not bad, but when they're not tied to identity, they remain unimportant and, and pretty superficial. Alone, they do not provide any source of enduring inspiration. So take your outcome-based or your process goal and tie it to an identity. For example, last year, uh, one of my mentors challenged me to consider writing to get published in a journal or a, a magazine or, or something that was just wild, uh, widely recognized. To pursue that goal, I first tied it to my identity as a developer of leaders. I said that I'm going to write something to publish and to contribute to the public body of knowledge to help inspire and equip others to be better leaders. And connecting that outcome-based goal uh, to an important identity of mine really gave me the purpose that I needed to endure the lengthy writing and the challenging publishing process. So that's step two. Uh, it's developing our goals based on our identities or at least 
tying outcome-based goals to our identity to give us the goal, purpose, and the meaning. Use your identities to clarify why. Okay. Finally, step three, include your identity in your SMART goal statement. Remember, to be complete, goals need to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. But you can enhance that goal statement by including your identity into it. So some of my personal examples can include, um, I am a developer of leaders. I will publish an article in Harvard Business Review that provides important perspectives and helpful recommendations to equip other leaders by the end of 2023. Or, I am an endurance athlete. I will run the 2023 New York City Marathon in under four hours. Or finally, I am a follower of Christ. I will read scripture and pray every day in 2023 to deepen my relationship with him. So incorporating your targeted identity into your goal statement offers that consistent reminder of why and injects that source of inspiration just to keep you going day after day. Why am I doing this? It's because this is who I am. Knowing and clarifying our identities enables us to focus on those relevant areas in our lives. And we grow in them through goal setting and tying our goals to our identities. Through this process, we can achieve significant impacts at work, at home, in our community, and in life. And I just hope that I am able to continue to set and achieve impressive goals year after year for over 35 years, just like Gunhild. So, okay, now let's go use the power of identity and our goals. And as you go, I just ask for three simple favors from you. First, if you enjoyed the episode, give us a like and a review. It's just a simple way for others to discover us, check us out, and really know it's worth their time. Second, go to our website at 3x5leadership.com. There, you can check out all of our great resources and get our free guide on the 10 habits of intentional leaders. And finally, if you want to get more out of 3x5 and to go deeper, consider joining our patron community where you'll get even more insight from and access to our team. And you can find the link to Patreon in our show notes. Until next time, friends, take care and lead well. Music